Welcome to Reimagine Faith. Hello, guys. This is um, Destiny Love, and I'm here with TJ Stone. We are missing Lauren Swain. She is in um, doing all the things of life, okay? So what we are, we're a community of, ooh, what would I call us? Deep thinkers. We're getting together to explore the big questions of life in a safe space. So that's like the most important part for me because really, how often can we like ask all these really challenging questions and maybe sound a little bit kooky and do it in safety? So that's what we're doing here. Um, so welcome to today's episode. And I am so excited because I get to ask TJ some questions about a recent experience. So the entire goal is for us to be thinking out of the box and how do we how can we reimagine faith what what would this community and journey look like you know in a perfect world and i think we have the ability to create that and we're doing it so tj yeah, we are yeah we are so please share um cuz of course i i'm so curious and i want to hear your most recent experience with your astrology reading. Okay. And, and let me just back up because one thing TJ asked me first, y'all, was, okay, Destiny, when I first sent you that, what were your thoughts? And I'm yeah. like, you put me on the spot and I appreciate that. <laughs> um, and I shared, I said, TJ, the first thing was like, oh my gosh, what are you doing? Right? That initial reaction of <gasps> fear, right? And that's, that's often what happens anytime we're introduced to something new. So let's just normalize that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But then I got really interested. And once I, once I heard more about it and I looked at your video, I was blown away. So please share a little bit about this experience that I'm talking about. So this Without getting too much into a separate experience, this has been probably about 11 years in the making to get to where I would even be willing to do. This was my first astrology reading for like an hour. It was a Zoom call with mm -hmm. the, the wife of the spiritual healer and naturopath that I actually now work with and my wife's worked with for almost 10 years. So it wasn't like a stranger I've I've right. I've only met this girl like once or twice in passing, but I mean, there is some connect connection there. It wasn't total stranger. Uh, but what put me on this path was I had in 2011, 2012, I was actually probably leaning more towards a universalist type worldview and was trying to teach myself some esoteric things and Mm -hmm. Ended up having a very lucid dream that actually seemed to be more like a embodied memory from a life hundreds of years ago, actually in the mid 1600s. And uh, it turns out I was able to find who that person was because uh, because that, that person was called by name and this memory mm -hmm. and and the the clothing and everything kind of put me in a particular time and, and space that I could kind of look into. And that guy was a, a member of English parliament, 
couple different forms of English Parliament. He wrote a couple scathing reviews of the Parliament and the Christian Church at the time, some practices and theology that he was thinking differently about. And as all power structures, especially of the time, do, when they found these things, they kicked him out of his position and his position in the community and the parliament excommunicated him and tried to seize and burn all of these two pamphlets that he wrote. However, a handful of his followers were able to preserve some of those. And, uh, and they were uh, just throughout time, they have found their way into different places Right. So, so after a, a little bit of digging, I found where one of them was in a library somewhere in the Midwest and was able to convince the librarian to photocopy and send me a copy of it. It was like a little <laughs> 63, 64 page pamphlet called The Clergy and Their Colors. Mm. Oh, can, my goodness. You can look this up. There, There's evidence of this online by John Fry, who was the person I was experiencing myself as in this dream. Mm-hmm. And I, I read this, and it was exactly like something that I would have written if I were writing in the English of the mid-1600s, you know, like the King James Bible type English. Yes. Right. And I didn't know what to do with that. So I put it in a box. <laughs> I didn't look at it again for <laughs> 10 years. And then I got really, really scared and got really into reform theology and studying like from the ground up, got really involved in the church. Uh, You're like, uh-uh, this is the devil. Yeah, no, for real. Like I was like, ooh, this is like a deceptive, uh, seemeth right way or whatever kind of spin right. you want to put on it. Like, ooh, maybe I've gone too far off the deep end there. However, I kept finding that I couldn't totally park that experience because that's the one thing you can't deny is your own lived experience of a thing. Hello. Hello. And some things you just know, especially if you're a particularly intuitive person like I've always been, you just know some things in the core of your being, whether your brain is willing and your mouth is willing to accept it. Absolutely. And what I found was that that was making me gradually, after I kind of went a hard overcorrection for a couple of years the other way, that was making me more open to different types of people, different experiences, different perspectives. And I found that I was getting more and more curious um, and more open and honestly, a little more loving towards people that were unlike myself because I had this experience that didn't fit in the framework of any of my systems. Wow. And anything to do with Christianity as I'd studied it in any of its forms. And like legit, if it did nothing else, like, will we not say that that's like a win? <laughs> yeah. If that's all it was and I kept it in the box, but it made me more open minded. Oh. Then that's, that is a win. That is a win. So. Long story short, over the the past really three years, the journey that led me and led us to meeting, the journey that led me into my spiritual direction course, you know, the mindfulness meditation, all the things that I've been getting into a rhythm of that has honestly, physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually transformed me and my life into being a different creature. 
and continually is doing so. Uh, and my meditations, it just suddenly started, it kept coming to me that I need to relook at this this pamphlet. I didn't even know where it was. I knew it was probably in the house somewhere and mm-hmm. one of the many boxes of you know, memorabilia and stuff that you just right. keep for whatever reason, sentimentality. So it, I, I had to uncover it and I read it again and I was like, crap. This, <laughs> There, this. I feel like I wrote this. I feel like this doesn't make any sense, but I feel like I did this, and I have a sense that maybe this past there might be something to this past life thing. And I, I even had an intuitive sense beyond that that my purpose here in this life now is very similar to my purposes in other incarnations. Uh, without even fully even believing that that can even be a thing. I just had a deep sense that that I have been someone who is all about pointing to the truth, and particularly <laughs> in spirituality and even super specifically uh, in Christianity and, and, and trying to bridge gaps where and speak truth into the gaps where you know, people are labeled a heretic and people just want to listen to them. And I'm going to tell you, like, even as you were sharing that, I'm like, huh, doesn't that sound like Jesus? I mean, I and think that's so. The, and that's so interesting because, you know, this morning I texted you and I was like, let's talk about reincarnation and, you know, Jesus in modern day. And that was so like, it was an afterthought even when we started today's um, combo. Yeah, so I will say, oh, go ahead. No, I have two questions. Is this an okay time to ask? Yeah, sure. Okay, so when you had that experience, um, you said back in 2012? Yeah, I actually got, uh, like in May of 2012 was when I received the documents from the library and read the thing initially. So my question to you was, did you have space to share? Because that's like always like something no. for me. I that makes me that I, that my therapist had like once I put it makes me like oh my gosh so agitated that we don't have spaces to share these things. Yeah, I was not quite 28 years old. I think I was 27. I was living back with my parents, hadn't even met right. my wife yet. Uh, it was kind of a very transitional phase in life, honestly. Mm-hmm. I believe I was working uh, as a Dollar General store manager in training, kind of wondering what I was doing with my life. Right. <laughs> I'd never been to therapy because that had been kind of demonized in, in the systems that I grew up in before I married a therapist. Um, and so, no, I didn't. And have and then, and then shortly thereafter, I got really. I wasn't even going to a church at that point in time because I was always working on Sundays. So I had no church community. I had recently been uprooted from all the community I had growing up and was kind of starting over in Nashville. So I, I didn't have any friends that would uh, have any deep insights into this kind of topic and my parents and I didn't think my parents were particularly safe people to talk about this stuff with I might 
I might have mentioned some random thing in passing, but I, uh -huh. I didn't go like whole hawk with the, I mean, they will likely listen to this at some point and, you know, sure. we might have weird conversations, but it is what it is at this point. I can't deny what I, my experience of truth is. And I, and like I, the therapist in me, or maybe just the lover or just the friend, it just really makes me want to just hug that 27 year old, you know, that just didn't have space to even get it out and to process it and to, you know, try to make some sense of it. Um, so it's interesting to me that she went immediately went into the overcorrection. Yeah. Stands out to me. But you mentioned something about a universalist worldview. Could you share just a little bit about what that is? So essentially, and it's funny because I'm kind of like in a roundabout way, kind of cycling back to some some version of that anyway. It's, okay. just, it's just taken me like 10 or 12 years to, to get back around <laughs> to it. Um, Sounds like a spiritual journey. Yeah, it is. It is. And, you know, you cycle up, right? You see it from different perspectives the more you go around in circles. Sure. Um, yeah, so essentially I moved up here in Nashville in like late 07 and never really strongly connected with the church community. And then the types of jobs I was working, I was always working on Sundays when churches were happening. So I wasn't super plugged in to the Christian community that I had grown up heavily inundated with informing the entirety of my worldview, really. Sure. And so at this point, we're like five years almost into this. And uh, I started getting friends and, and relationships that were very different uh, and different perspectives and stuff. And so I was and at the same time, uh, I had been really getting into digging into like esoteric truths and uh, I got big into like trying to debunk conspiracy theories and then not yeah. being able to debunk a lot of the conspiracy theories. The more you try and debunk some of them, the more you just kind of prove them. <laughs> And I'm like, well, what do I do with all this? And how does this work with like the history of the world and how systems operate and what I even think and how does this inform my system? I don't mm -hmm. think my system can still be what it already was because that's kind of the nature of awakening and awareness is yes, the more is. you the more you wake up to, the more you realize that you were in the shadow and you yes. desire to step more into the light. And once you're there, you can't really, you can't really go back to the shadow. No, no, you can't unsee, right? Yeah. So I, I don't know. I was, I was reading a lot of weird books. I was doing a lot of stuff on the early, early days of YouTube, just watching every uh -huh. kind of documentary. And I will say there's a less so then than now, but there's a lot of crap out there that is more disinformation and misinformation than than is truth and you really have to discern and kind of suss it out that was true then too but even more so now because everybody oh, gets a little sliver of truth and they think they got the whole piece and they want to just piece it in with the 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 worldview they already have and to say absolutely. here i got the whole picture when very few if anybody ever has you know the whole picture 
So the world, so the universalist worldview. That's like that's that's more essentially, in really dumbed down terms, is basically, uh, all the main world religions are expressions of one divine truth, and there being one creator God that yes. we are all connected to. And that the different systems based on culture and time and, you know, history right, have the different aspects of systems that they built around this one real truth. Yeah. And I believe that that one real truth, which is the divine nature of who we are and who and, and what the world is and who God is. Um, um, I believe that that is, I'm sorry, my wife is texting. Okay. So the, the oneness is the, is what comes up for me. I, I think yes, about yes. Oneness. The oneness, one God, the union of who we are with God. Yes. Yes. Okay. And and I mean, even Jesus speaks to that in, in the Bible. Like I he says, I I wish that you may be one just as I and the Father are one. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Which is so interesting that we wanted to, I texted this morning about reincarnation, but let's talk about your most recent reading. You walked away feeling how, what kind of stood out to you? What was your major takeaway? All right. So I had my first astrology reading recently. Um, and one of the reasons I was, I was curious about it was because uh, I'm starting to, to, I don't know a lot about all that stuff and, you know, the alignments of the stars and the motions of the, right. of the planets and how that affects people and our signs and all that stuff. But I, I, I'm getting more of the, the more I look into it, the more I see how things kind of connect and that there does seem to be this grander design to the universe that incorporates all that stuff in some kind of way. Right. Uh, it's kind of like when you first discover your Enneagram and then all how the Enneagram works. And it's like, oh, oh, that's just how people work. It's like, OK, this is just another lens of, of how I think not just people, but the universe Absolutely. has this grand design built into it by a, uh, you know, a creator who who knows what they're doing. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so my wife actually did one a few weeks back and she got a lot of really interesting information, uh, and it made me want a book with the same lady and, and yes, and do the same thing. So I am particularly in a season, unlike any other season I've been in my life where I've, I've come last year was maybe in a lot of ways, the hardest year I've navigated personally, cause a lot of hard stuff happened. Uh, I ended last year with the job that I was working for in the mental health world voted to dissolve at the end of December. And so I saw right. that my job was going away. I did not get a strong sense that I needed to 
just try and find something to replace it, but rather that I'm meant, and I've been hearing this from God uh-huh. for years that I'm meant to build something. I don't know what that something is. And I keep just dipping the toe. You know, at first I thought it was making a podcast and now, sure. now this is the, in a manner of speaking, the fourth podcast now <laughs> that, that I've attempted to, to build to, to kind of get an outlet for, for doing this call that I, I feel to do. Um, and so since the beginning of December, I've been building my own brand called Spiritual Coach TJ online, developing a social media following. It's just starting to take off. Like I've just done the bare minimum monetization on my Facebook reels. Okay. I made like a whopping almost $15. So it's it's not it's nothing crazy. But sure. It's growing exponentially. It seems to be helping people just giving like life coaching and spiritual advice and that kind of thing. Just doing the things that uh, I naturally like to do. Um, Mm -hmm. um, I'm, I'm writing a book. I've, I've been involved in writing several books. I've hired researchers because I don't have enough time to write all the books that I have it on, on me to write. So I'm yes. just kind of paying them to piece it together for my outlines. And then I go and edit it on the back. I'm I'm kind of building a publishing, <laughs> uh, what will eventually be a, a publishing business uh, on Amazon through, through this work that I'm doing and building and learning. Yes. About. Um, I'm doing several podcasts that are uh, important, including this one. Uh, uh-huh. And just because I was already meeting with a good friend of mine who used to be on, um, he was in our small group that my wife and I used to lead uh, before COVID kind of hit and all that kind of dissipated. We reconnected like six months ago. And just because we were getting brunch every week, just talking about life, I started talking about all the stuff I'm doing and he's in production and development of like, different media properties and he was like well maybe you could help help me with this this other show and now yes I'm, and now i'm like working on that and oh my goodness so before i even closed the first month of going into business for myself i've already closed the deal to at least short term help with social media and film editing and marketing for this podcast and we're going to try and develop it into a tv show now so it's it's wild i never would have even dreamt that that could be a thing it's always been on my bucket list to you know be involved in a tv or a film production or something and but i've never wanted to use personal relationships specifically to because that always feels gross so this has all just happened very organically and with him asking me instead of me trying to pitch something for my own gains which feels feels like the natural flow of things how it how it should be that's it feels more like god than the other cheesy gimmicky stuff yeah and and i've i've sensed that the first six months of this year is all going to be a building phase but then by the end of that time i would have something to show for it i still feel that but i have never been in a more creative 
space where everything is firing. I have more ideas coming than I've ever had. It's almost like I had a creative block for about right? 10 years where I had to really beat my head up against it to get any creative thing out. And now it's just like lifetimes worth of stuff is all firing at once and the relationships are lining up to actually be able to do something with it. And I'm actually finding that some of the things I've been pouring into learning are for not really knowing what I was learning them for are actually becoming helpful to me right now in this moment. Like, how could that not be God? Like all of that just, it's, it just sounds like a miracle. It sounds like divine alignment. It sounds like more like God's hand at work versus our doing, doesn't yeah, it? Exactly, exactly. And and that was why I was just like, honestly, the only reason I did this was because I have, um, I've developed a connection with the practice uh, that the husband of this lady runs, and he's my naturopath and my wife's naturopath. And um, and what practice are you speaking of? Well, he's it's the Karuna Center in Nashville, and they do kind of holistic healing. He's mm -hmm. technically a chiropractor, but does a lot of other stuff. Nice. And uh, he healed, he healed, helped help to heal my gut health when I was having a lot of gut issues, and so yes, all natural stuff. So, mm -hmm. uh, technically, I guess I'm considered part of the staff, even though I haven't made any money doing. <laughs> my thing yet uh, eventually that might come and we were just kind of sampling other people's uh practices i actually did pay for this service though because she's not technically part of his practice nice but i so felt like this is a season where i just need to know where to put my energy and where not to and i almost kind of want some confirmation that the the work I'm doing is going to kind of lead somewhere and pay off and I need to stick to it and not feel the pull towards security to just take a job doing something right. that would keep me from really building what I feel I'm building, even though I don't fully know what it is that I'm building. So how did you walk away from the session? Um, well, uh in awe uh, she she opened the session asking uh because i had mentioned that i had had a uh previously i had had a past life regression that i did a number of months back to kind of get to the bottom of of what that dream i'd had years ago was and mm -hmm. how, how that fit into the story and i got a lot of resolution around that which made me even more open to this idea than I was before. Right. And so she's like, did you see yourself in lots of lives, like as a spiritual leader, like monks, I'm seeing lots of monks in monasteries. I okay. Think she, I think she's kind of a little bit psychically intuitive as well. Um, and she's really like, really all the religions, uh, Islam, Christianity, Buddhism. I, I see you being a spiritual leader and uh, and really gaining a following in a lot of past lives. 
apparently, however, the stars are in a line alignment. I've had a lot in the houses of leadership and spiritual leadership. She says, I'm a very old soul that I have been a spiritual leader who always des- desires to point people to truth beyond their systems. Oh, wow. Which has gotten me in trouble a lot of times. And, Hello. But that I, I I am a contemplative. That's why, you know, when I first really discovered meditation, it was just like, it's like breathing for me. It's like I discovered a new way to breathe better. Yeah. Uh, it didn't require a whole lot of teaching. It's almost remembering. Right. And, and so you walked away, you were awed, like wowed. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's what she first started talking about. And I wasn't even desiring to go. I didn't even know past lives and all that stuff was a part of it. Yeah. But, but also, <laughs> she she basically broke down, uh, I see you having a marketing business. I see, I see you probably being involved in like film and TV production, but also doing like your own speaking and writing and podcasting yeah. and coaching. And like, you're someone who just has a gold mine of spiritual knowledge that, that you don't even know where it comes from. It's just this intuitive flow that you get into and you just need to create more spaces to where you can get into that. They used to call it a God flow when you would get into Ooh. it. Yep. And and you just need to create more spaces where you can do that because people need to hear whatever it is in you that you have to say when you get talking on something. And it's ultimately you're going to create a plat- multiple platforms to be able to do that, but you're also going to help other people in building their platforms. But a lot of it's all going to be about seeking truth and getting truth out there and making people spiritually awaken to the true nature of who it is that they are. Oh my goodness. Now, and I have to ask because I just feel like this is a perfect time, but who are we? Who are we? What is the truth of that? I know. I would have definitely answered that differently a year ago, but that's, that's really the biggest it's at least one of the top biggest questions you can ask, right? Yeah. And it's, it's, it's who, what all of humanity has been asking is, who am I and why am I here? What is my purpose? Yep. Well, I know my soul's purpose is to help people awaken to who they are and who God is and how they're connected. And what I have intuitively and through my experience come to believe that regardless of your system, you can park your system. Sure. Uh, certainly there are less helpful systems than others. Uh, dep- religious, you mean religious systems, right? Relig- religious systems, yeah. Uh, systems that are made to be helpful and promote good things like love and generosity and all that stuff. All that's just a helpful lens to put on top of what already is the divine truth of the universe and who we are. I believe that in a manner of speaking that we are, we are all the fractal consciousness of God experiencing God's self through the gift of this, 
this existence, which is literally soul school. It is yeah. soul school because, you know, God, Ooh. God is pure light, pure truth. But light does not recognize light with the absence of darkness. And so we need a world where we can experience in these small fragmented ways uh, all of the shades of being. Yeah. We need to wrestle the yin and the yang, the light and the dark. Without shadow, light does not know itself. Oh, that's so good. And so we are connected to God because our essence, our soul, our spirit is just a small fragment of all that there ever was and is. Mm. That's not to say that any one of us is the creator God and we can just totally create whatever, but we are a piece of it. And that's why we're all connected. And yeah. it's only these human systems that we create by leaning more into shadow instead of into light that we fully, that we create the separations between ourselves. Because once we really see each other as brother and sister and, and one and the same, it's harder yeah. to, to hate or demonize yourself. Right. Absolutely. Once you love yourself, it's easy to demonize everybody else. If you also hate yourself. So once we learn to love ourselves, which we can only do once we know ourselves. Yeah. But once you awaken to the divine nature of who you are in the picture and what your purpose is here in life, and every soul has a different, I mean, we all kind of have a grand design of, you know, Jesus said it best when he said, love your neighbor as yourself and love, yes. love God with all your heart. Really, he was saying the same thing. Because loving your neighbor as yourself is loving God with your own heart because we're all part of God. And what's so interesting to me is I think about um, systems, right? You said, just like you said earlier, the system, the intention behind the system is a really, really good thing, but it doesn't always come across that way, right? So being told that you are not good or that you are you know, evil or being told that you're bad. And it's like that gets into your mind in some of these religious spaces. And then you go out to quote unquote, do the work of God. Right. So it's like, how on earth are you going to love yourself? Right. I need to love me and then love my neighbor. But how do I love me if I'm if I'm being told that I am a wretched, wretched whatever? Yeah. <laughs> from like birth. And, and it's, no, it's, it, it, it's all a control me. mechanism. Yeah. That's a really interesting dynamic. And and honestly, what a lot of the religious systems that are all quote unquote legalistic and rules based, all those rules are based on fallible human beings and it's it is a control mechanism to, to varying degrees some are worse than others but it's more about behavior modification and right. do, and doing the right things rather than thinking and knowing the right things and, and when it, when you're doing the right things but not in the right spirit and from the right motivation you may as well not be doing the right things Oh my goodness. Uh, 
if it is not coming from the right place, if it's not done in the right spirit, oh my goodness. That that's that's why Jesus talked about uh your greatest works will be like dirty rags. If that's yeah. all you have to show, because these religious zealots weren't doing it for the right reasons and weren't doing it from the right heart space. Yeah. When when you live into the right heart space, everything you do and from that space is going to be the right things. People get it backwards because it's easier to just do what Hello. seems like the right thing than it is to step into being the right person. Hello, let me go serve the poor. Let me go and do the mission trip. Let me go and, you know, give this, pay this, right? Instead of the being, let me be love. And then once I look at my fellow man, I can, I see myself. I see yeah. myself. But we don't teach people how to do that because even our religious leaders often haven't done that. They're just regurgitating what generations before them regurgitated, and it seems to work up to a point. And there's nothing inherently wrong in, you know, serving the poor or doing any of the of the, the good things. But it isn't the spiritual path; it's the religious path. The spiritual yeah. path is know thyself. Oh, know, so know thyself, love thyself, and if you can truly do that then you're going to, on a much deeper level, understand all others and love them in a way that you can't love them just in action. And TJ, I have to say, this is absolutely why I will always scream and why I love so much the work that I get to do, which is therapy. Because it in, in that space, I have seen way more miracles than in other spaces, I will say, because it it's all about knowing yourself and self-awareness. And it's all about you in that moment, which is so beautiful and interesting and necessary. Amen. So, wow. Wow. Oh, my goodness. So this session to me has been so very enlightening. And I thank you for your honesty and being open enough to share your journey. Yes, I'm sure I'll get lots of questions once this drops in about a, a month or so. <laughs> Yay! Questions are good. Questions are good. I know when I was coming up um, and every now and again, it comes up in my mind that curiosity killed the cat. Right? Yeah. Curiosity killed the cat. Because Curi I've always been a very curious Mm -hmm. um, individual, but now I'm just leaning into that more and more. So thank you for the opportunity. Well, thank you for allowing a space where I know you're not going to judge anything that I say, and you're going to be naturally curious because that's a gifting of yours. Yes. Okay. Any takeaway that you would want to share with the audience? Um, anybody yeah. listening? Yeah, I feel like I have to kind of step back and kind of do a little housekeeping as, you know, my personal experience, I'm, I'm not prescribing that to anybody. I'm not saying right. go look into any of these things. I'm saying it was helpful for me and I felt a spiritual drawing to some of these things. And it took me about 12 years to get around to, to actually being the person that could actually 
engage it in the right season of life in which it would be helpful. If you are not feeling spiritually drawn to any of these things and you're feeling a strong, like that's too woo-woo, that's crazy, that's of the devil, then don't look into it. Hello. It's Things are only as helpful as they are to where you are at, wherever that is in your own spiritual journey right now. And we're not all on the same path. There's not a prescribed path to enlightenment. We're all here for different reasons. We all have different struggles. We start from different spaces, cultures, socioeconomic things. You know, we all have our things to kind of unpack and get past on our own journey of self-development and discovery. And so if none of these things are making you curious or adding up to you, then don't look into them. Yeah. That's fine. I would never prescribe any specific path to anybody. All I know is my truth. And I do feel called to speak that truth, even in spaces where it's not. Um, I, don't, I don't know what the phrase is. I want to say polite to share or not, not welcome, not welcome to share. But I'm also not storming a church on Sunday morning and, you know, taking the mic from the pastor in the pulpit and saying, hey, let's look at all these things. You know, if you've discovered this podcast, uh, it's my belief that I I would get curious about why you're listening to this podcast right now. And are you meant to know more about any of the things we talked about today? And if you are curious more than what we shared in this episode, then uh, reach out to us at reimaginefaithpod at gmail.com or find us on Instagram, shoot us a DM, and we will get back to you. Yes. So perfect. Until next time. It has been great. Until next time, uh, like us, rate, review, subscribe, Reimagine Faith podcast, wherever you get your podcast. And find us on Instagram and Facebook. And we'll see you next time.